And very pleasant. Good morning, everybody. As always, good to be back with you. This is the Marlins Rewind. And last night at Lone Depot Park, game two of a three-game series between the Marlins and the Nationals. Sandy Alcantara went opposite of the young right-hander Josiah Gray of the Washington Nationals. And with a recap, as always, here is Glenn Geffner. What a night of baseball here at Lone Depot Park in Miami. The Marlins and Nationals played scoreless into the 10th inning tonight before the Marlins pull out the victory. 2-1 to the final. Sandy Alcantara, nine innings of six-hit shutout ball. No walks, six strikeouts. He continues this absolutely remarkable run that he has been on, but the Marlins couldn't score for him. Sandy, in his last six starts now, including this one beginning May 11th, has allowed a total of three earned runs, and he's done that in 48 innings. He's averaged eight innings a start over his last six starts. He's got a 0.56 earned run average going back to May 11th. Tonight, he lowered his season mark to 1.61, throwing 105 pitches. About 84 strikes, only 21 balls for Alcantara in this ball game. And while he was mowing the Nationals down inning after inning, Miami had several chances, particularly early against the starter Josiah Gray for the Nationals. Bases loaded, one out in the first, couldn't score, and Garcia and Birdie struck out back-to-back. They had two on, nobody out in the third inning, couldn't score. When Aguilar lined softly to short, Garcia popped to first, and John Birdie struck out. Got a leadoff walk to Jazz Chisholm in the fifth. He was caught stealing. Then Garrett Cooper singled part of a three-for-five night for him. Coop with his fifth straight multiple hit game. A Marlins first since the 2019 season. Cooper tonight improved to 459 over the last 16 games, going three-for-five in this one. But again, the Marlins couldn't score. And through nine innings, they were 0-for-8 with men in scoring position. They left 10 men on base. So as good as Sandy was, Miami... Couldn't score a run. Josiah Gray, five scoreless for the Nationals. Six hits, a walk, and six Ks. 101 pitches, 69 strikes. Steve Ciszek, an inning and two-thirds perfect. Carl Edwards Jr., an inning and a third scoreless. This game got to the ninth, 0-0. Sandy was at 95 pitches through eight innings. In the ninth inning, he struck out Nelson Cruz. He got Josh Bell to ground to short. And with two outs and nobody on top of the ninth in a 0-0 game, he faced Luis Garcia. The 0-1 to Garcia, bouncer to first base. Coop has it. He will underhand to Alcantara, who has thrown nine scoreless innings against the Nationals on this Wednesday night in Miami. Nine shutout for Sandy. But we were 0-0 in to the bottom half of the ninth inning. Kyle Finnegan came on for the Nationals, and he was in immediate trouble. John Birdie led off with a single. He stole second base. Miguel Rojas walked. So the Marlins had a chance to walk it off and make Sandy a winner in the bottom of the ninth. First and second, nobody out. Jacob Stallings trying to bunt the runners over to second and third. Bunted it too hard right at the first baseman, Josh Bell, who made a gutsy throw across the diamond to third base. Adrianza took the throw, got it ahead of the oncoming Birdie. So the fielder's choice went 3-5 for the first out. With, at that point, runners at first and second and one out, Brian De La Cruz hit into a fielder's choice. 1-4-6 at second base. A grounder off the pitcher's glove out to Hernandez. He tossed to Garcia, the shortstop. They were able to force the runner Stallings at second. So at that point, the Marlins had Rojas at third, De La Cruz at first with two outs in the ninth. Jazz Chisholm coming up. De La Cruz stole second. 
And Jazz struck out part of an 0-4-3 strikeout night for him. And that sent this game into the 10th with the Nationals and Marlins scoreless. Top of the 10th began with Luis Garcia, the place runner at second base for the Nats. Top of the 10th began with a new pitcher, Tanner Scott, on the mound for Miami. And it didn't take long for the Nationals to strike. Garcia at second. Nobody out. Cabert Ruiz, who had a 10th inning game winning hit against the Marlins on May 18th. He delivered again here tonight. 1-2 pitch is poked over Jazz into center field. In for a hit. They're going to wave Garcia. De La Cruz comes up firing toward the plate. And the throw is cut off. And the Nats lead 1-0. So the Nats had scored that placed runner. And they had an add-on man at first with nobody out. To Tanner Scott's credit, though, he struck out Eddie Adrianza, struck out Victor Robles, and he got Cesar Hernandez to ground to third. So it was just a one-run deficit for the Marlins, one nothing, as we went to the bottom half of the 10th inning. The inning began with the speedy Jazz Chisholm at second base, the placed runner. Tanner Rainey, the Nationals' closer, came on. He got Garrett Cooper to line to right field for the first out. So Jazz was at second with one out. And in a spot that began with Jorge Soler hitting third, then he had a pinch runner, Luke Williams. Williams asked Dudio pinch hit for Williams in the three-hole with the tying man at second, one out last of the 10th. Marlins need to rally here in the bottom of the 10th. 0-2 pitch. Astudillo, fly ball, shallow right. Coming hard, Soto. He's not going to get there. It's in for a base hit. Jazz waved around third, coming home. The throw's a good one, but Jazz is in safely. Ahead for a slide. No, they called him out. He missed the plate. He missed the plate. The tag applied late by Ruiz. He's out at the plate. Astudillo ends up in second, and it's still 1-0. He's safe. It's overturned. We're tied at one. It's an RBI single for Williams Astudio. He takes second on the throw to the plate. And the Marlins have tied the game at one here with one out in the 10th inning. They got the winning man at second base. Well, to uh, clear up what happened in between those two cuts for you a little bit, Jazz just missed the back corner of the plate with his headfirst dive into the plate. Or he may have even gotten the back corner of the plate with his headfirst dive. But in watching some replays as the Marlins were looking as to whether or not they should challenge that call at the plate or ask for a crew chief review because they'd already burned their challenge and lost it earlier in the game, it was apparent to me that the catcher Ruiz had blocked the plate. He was in violation of the home plate collision rule. His left leg was blocking Jazz's lane to the plate before the baseball arrived. It seemed pretty apparent that that call, whether or not Jazz ever touched the plate, Ought to be overturned, and it eventually was. Again, a violation of the home plate collision rule. This was kind of textbook. I don't think there was any disputing that call needed to be overturned, and it was. So instant replay delivers, as it's supposed to, when there are egregious errors. And the Marlins had the game-tying run at that point. Astudio was at second now. He was the winning man. One out, bottom of the 10th for Jesus Aguilar. The 1-1 to Aguilar, back at the middle, and it's off the second baseman, Hernandez, into center field. Astudillo's racing toward the plate. He goes in head first with the game winner. The Marlins score twice in the bottom of the 10th. They walk it off to beat the Nationals 2-1. For the Marlins, their first extra inning win of the season. It's their second walk-off win on this homestand. Hadn't had one all year until Saturday when Jesus Sanchez Hit a ninth-inning sack fly to beat the Giants 5-4. Today, Jesus Aguilar 
with his fourth career walk-off run batted in. Aggie gets it done as the Marlins win this one 2-1 to one for Miami. Two runs, nine hits, no errors, 11 left. The Marlins have been 0 for 9 with men in scoring position until hits from the last two batters of the game to finish 2 for 11. For the Nats, one run, seven hits, one error. They leave seven in the game. Tanner Scott, the winner, 2 and 1. Tanner Rainey, the loser, 1 and 2. The time of the game was three hours, 29 minutes tonight. The Marlins, the victory, are 24 and 30. They're back to 500 at home, 14 and 14. With this game tonight, they hit the one third mark of the season, 54 games in the books. 108 still to play, and they are six under at 24 and 30, a third of the way through the season. They have clinched the series win over the Nationals by winning the first two games of this three-game set. It's their third straight series win over the Nationals to begin the year. One in Washington in April, one here in the middle of May, now one here in early June. The Marlins with their first series win since winning two out of three from the Nats here May 16th, 17th, and 18th, they'll have a chance to sweep a series from the Nats for the second time this year tomorrow night when Trevor Rogers faces Steven Strasburg. Marlins won three straight in Washington back in April. So Miami 24 and 30 with the win. The Nats, meanwhile, fall to 21 and 37. They're 16 under with the loss here tonight. That includes a 12 and 19 record on the road. Miami now 4 and 2 on the homestand. After going 2 and 2 with the Giants, they won the first two from the Nats. They'll look to wrap up a 5 and 2 stay here at Lone Depot Park. 6.40 tomorrow night when Trevor Rogers faces Steven Strasburg. Again, the 10th inning heroics were provided by Williams Astudio and Jesus Aguilar. Astudio, the game tying hit. Aguilar, the game winning hit in walk-off fashion. But don't forget about Sandy Alcantara. Nine innings, six hits, no runs, no walks, six strikeouts, 105 pitches, 84 strikes. He is the fifth seven-game winner in Major League Baseball. He now leads the league with a 161 earned run average. Sandy Alcantara looks very much like somebody who ought to start the All-Star game for the National League next month in Los Angeles. Sandy looks very much like somebody who ought to be at or near the top of the list when you consider Cy Young Award voting. Now, again, we got two-thirds of a season still to play. But based on what we've seen so far in 2022, if there is anybody in baseball pitching better than Sandy Alcantara, uh, I'd love to see who that might be. Marlins pitchers tonight struck out eight in this game. The Marlins and Nation working together again this season to strike out cancer in our communities. Every time Marlins pitcher records a strikeout in 2022, $25 be donated to Auto Nation's Drive Pick Initiative to support cancer research. Eight Ks tonight, that's $200 for the season now. 480 strikeouts overall by the Marlins staff. And exactly as of tonight, $12,000 to AutoNation's Drive Pink initiative. Unbelievable night for Sandy Alcantara. Nine shutout innings. Unfortunately, the Marlins couldn't get him a run. Uh, but they still walk it off two to one in ten innings. Before we hear from Donnie and Sandy, we will step aside for a quick commercial break. Back with you on Marlins Rewind this morning. Marlins over the Nationals two to one last night. Let's hear what the skipper Don Mattingly had to say afterwards. An exciting finish. I'm sure you would have liked to have won it in nine for Sandy, but still to, to come up with a couple of huge plays and obviously um, you know the, the overturned call, Jazz, that run ended up counting, how, how huge that was. Yeah, let's start with Sandy. I mean, holy, holy cow. That was, uh, that was pretty good. I told him if it was a playoffs, I'd let him go 10. <laughs> so <laughs> so he, he was up for that. But, uh, yeah, really, really good. Efficient all night. 
seemed like from the, right away he was throwing his changeup for strikes. He's getting his, his slider was moving, you know, turning. Um, and give their guy credit, Josiah was good tonight. And that's what you run. At, that's what you run into when you know other pitchers know they're facing a guy like Sandy. They know they got to throw zeros and keep the score down, and you usually get their best effort. So uh, you know, give that, that dude some credit. He had a good breaking ball. He had a couple of good breaking balls tonight. He was working with. Uh, but obviously, um, I don't even know what your question was. But anyway, <laughs> but yeah, the Ostadio, you know, kind of get behind an account there and being able to throw that one out there. It's kind of what he does. Our our thoughts there is we, you feel like he's going to make contact, and so you got a chance. Um, yeah, I heard they they called that the catcher rule, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Did they get the overhead? Did he get the base to it? Because it looked like for us he got the base. To it. Overhead, it looked like he. Tagged it, but I know, yeah, they, they called the blocking the plate rule to what? Uh, he came in, and it looked like he kind of went over, and then he reached back right. unbelievably. Yeah. Right. Like he got it that time. Yeah, that's what it looked like on there, too. But, uh, yeah, I feel like, yeah, we catch a break there uh, a little bit. Jazz got a, a tough read there, you know, kind of a delayed read on, a, on that ball. Um, you know, and then we catch a break. It seems like we haven't caught a break in these kind of games all year, and we, you know, we get a ball to hit the base. So, uh, you know, the baseball gods were looking out for us tonight. Were you at all concerned uh, without having a challenge that that you might not have gotten the crew chief review at that point in the game? No, not really. I think they want to get it right, and that's kind of what this is. It's been about after the eighth. Um, you know, they're going to look at that for you because they don't they don't want to. You know, make the out call and say no, you don't get a review, and it comes back that they're wrong, right? And and that's the whole idea. That I think the replay is to get it right. So, um, as much as I've complained about replay uh, <laughs> over the years, it's good to get one. You were obviously going to challenge it, but were you more confident that he touched the plate or that there was the violation at the plate? Because uh, I wasn't really. You know, those things are going so fast that you can't tell the angles from there if he's out in front of the plate. And I'd like to tell you that I could. Kind of process all that and just know that's where we go right to replay. Uh, have them make sure they check the the catcher part uh, and the you know if he's if he gets his hand in there or not. Uh, back to Sandy. At this point, we've seen the stretch he's on now. We've seen him for the last years. Is there anything that surprises you at this point when he has outing after outing after outing <laughs> after outing like this? Um. Yeah, you know, to be this consistent, you know, he's on a pretty good roll and. Um, yeah, so I, I can't say I'm surprised. You know, he's, he's throwing the ball so good. But to throw zeros all night is, you know, and, and those guys got to go through some boys over there. And uh, they've, they've actually – they hang in there with him. So, um, I don't know. Not, not that surprised when he pitches like this. Uh, but it, his consistency has been, you know, through the roof. The, the last – Six starts. The last time it done was Arietta in 2015 and Kershaw in 2015. Just to, hmm. to both guys finish Cy Young finalists and winner. Yeah, I got to see one of those, and it was pretty good. And you know, Sandy's, um, you know, you don't want to put him in anybody's category or and put any kind of label on him, but you know, he is getting to be that guy that you kind of count on him. You know, it's almost like it's. It's six or seven on a bad night, and and so you know when he gets keeps his pitch count down early and he's getting everything over, you know he's 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 got a lot he's a lot to handle. How, how impressive is it that he can go from 
I think it was like 28 or 29 strikeouts in his last three starts to six tonight in rolling ground balls. Like he's Greg Maddox, like the ways that he can win games. I think it's what's, what's the kind of cool thing about Sandy, and I better say it quietly because analytics don't like it. Uh, you know, they love the punch outs, right? And um, But Sandy don't care. You know, he's out. He's all about getting outs. Uh, and sometimes teams are going to try to put you in play early. Uh, and the price of that is low pitch count. And if they're not getting hits, then you get you get nine innings of Sandy, and and that's a, that's a tough tough act. So, um, you know, again, he'll go from from like you said, the fourteen punches to tonight, and he doesn't care one bit. You know, he ain't worried about the strikeouts. He's worried about getting outs, and he wants to pitch deep in games. You talked his last start about it. it's his worth ethic over the years that's transformed him into the player. Can you pinpoint, though, what it is about his work ethic or his attitude that's allowed him to now be this successful at this point in his pretty young career? I just think he keeps going, right? Like, you know, the the key for Sandy is, is just like it's it's like in those guys you talk about, those the names and the one that I know uh, – uh, in Kirsch, when one starts over, it's on to the next one. And and that's really what Sandy has learned to do, I think, as much as anything is, um, you know, tomorrow he'll be in that weight room. Like I said it last time, he'll be in there for a couple hours tomorrow and blowing it out. And he's got his – he's getting his routine now. Uh, if he watches the bullpens, they're, they're refined and they're defined. He knows exactly what he wants to do and what he's trying to do down there. And, and I, I just think – you know, and obviously he should speak, but just his confidence just seems to keep growing. Uh, you know, he stays on the attack. He, I don't think he's worried about anybody anymore at the plate. It's a matter of him making pitches. Kyle mentioned his development, his improvement. He goes from the kid that's walking five, you know, four or five a night to three balls through three innings tonight and zero walks. Is, has that been the most impressive thing that you've seen from him in this development? It's a, it's all been impressive, honestly. Uh, I think. You know, again, we're talking about him like it's over, right? This is just the beginning of the year. and um, But what's been impressive is just this continued growth. And, you know, he, you got to give him tons of credit. Uh, he's been a good student. You know, Mel has constantly just pushed him to get better and, and better to, you know, to at one point they didn't like his changeup uh, and Mel wasn't going to allow him to let him give it up, right? And now we see what it does. And so he's he's just continued to get better, and he's learned to put guys away, right when he when he wants to, and needs to. Um, you know he's added the four seam up. It used to be all two. He got the four seam up now. His slider turns on, on good days. Sometimes it doesn't. Um, the changeup seems to be always there, and he he's just learning to to do different things, and he keeps growing. This guy's not done as far as getting better. He's got a chance to just get better and better. He's still got ceiling left, and I, I think that's what's going to be cool to watch him. And I, I wish more people would come out to see him, honestly. It's kind of sad that, you know, you see, I mean, I'm thankful for the people that are here, but when he pitches, man, it's, it's you know, it, it really should turn into uh, what Jose was able to do here, where you get an extra 10,000 people every time he, he, he toes the rubber because it's it's special. That was Don Mattingly after the Marlins' 2-1 to walk-off win over the Washington Nationals last night. And as we wrap things up, let's hear from Sandy Alcantara, who continues really to be nothing shy of absolutely incredible. 
Sandy, just a complete game back on May 22nd, you know, making it through nine innings tonight. It's your sixth straight game where you made it through at least seven innings. What is that mentality that you carry, you know, every outing to work as deep into a game as you can? Uh, first of all, I want to say thank you, God, for keeping me hooked in the game and let me do my job. I mean, you guys know, you know, I just want to go deep in the game, finish all my game. I mean, I think uh, that being helped me a lot, you know, like have that positive mentality, you know, like be able to go outside every fifth day, you know, and, and go deep in the game. Johnny mentioned before the start of the game, you know, he's really seen you almost get stronger as the game goes on. Did it feel that way tonight? Yeah, for sure. You know, like, like I said before, you know, I, I know how to use my below, how to use my mm -hmm. pitchers, you know. But tonight, you know, you just got to start with a little bit less below, you know. But after after the fifth or sixth inning, you know, I got to use it, you know, because they, they're going to be aggressive to me and and I got to use it. Sandy, do you, have you ever played a baseball video games? Because it almost seems like the way you're pitching right now, you're on, like, easy mode. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, I have P5, you know, and P4, but I, I, don't, I, don't play, I don't play video game. You know, I don't play MMB the show. You know, I, I got a game in my house, you know, but... I mean, I see some people talking about that, uh, you know, they say I'm, I'm nasty on the game, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what I am. So, so when you're on a stretch like this, so what does it feel like, you know, when you're pitching, like, and everything's working? How does it feel on the mound for you? Uh, the best, you know, when you have your stuff working, you know, you got to be aggressive every, every time, you know, and leave the opportunity to your team to win the game. How much did you want to go out there for the 10th? I mean, Donnie asked me that, you know, and I say, yeah, for sure, you know, and then he say, no, you're done, you know, maybe in the playoff, maybe they, they would give me the opportunity. And for you, what was it like getting 0-0 zero, zero game? Where were you in the 10th when the walk-off happened and to be able to watch them and after going nine shutout to be able to leave uh, with a win? That was a great game tonight, you know, I think both, both I, you know, National and the Marlin, we, we, we was fighting tonight, you know what I mean? We, we feel great because we win, you know, and as to the EO, <laughs> that, that was fun, you know, see as to the EO on TV running so fast, you know. <laughs> but, I mean, we feel good, you know, because we win. Sandy, is it arsenal? Is it game plan? Is it mindset? That uh, What is it that allows you to go from 14 strikeouts and eight strikeouts for the last two starts to six tonight and a ground ball machine? I think um, that's uh, my positive mentality that, that I've been had, you know, I mean, I think that's a, that's a great for me, you know, because, I mean, just going to go outside and compete, you know, I mean, sometimes you want to have a bad day, but like me, you know, I got a bad day, but I don't have to worry about it because I know I can do better next. Where's your confidence come from, Sandy? Where? My, from my family, yeah. Do you take the attitude that you're better than everybody else when you take them out? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Everybody want to do that, you know. But for me, yeah, that's amazing, you know, when I got the opportunity to side, you know, show them that I can be, like, the superstar. You're the type of guy away from, when you're not on the mound, you're that calm, that happy-go-lucky guy. When does the flip switch for you on game day? Uh, when I when I cross the line, you know, when I cross that line, you know, I don't care anybody, you know. I don't care about my team, I don't care anyone, you know. I just want to compete and throw strike. As a competitor facing, you know, one of the best hitters in the league, Juan Soto, I'm sure that's got to be a lot of fun. What do you describe that battle, you know, with Soto? You got him to ground out three times tonight. Uh, you said it. You know, he's one of the best hitters in baseball. But I think he's uh, a little bit, like, in trouble. We, we, we change it, you know. But we got to throw it, you know. I mean, it doesn't matter what happened. But we got to use uh, the hitter debility, you know. We got to take advantage of that. Alcantara. And no decision for Sandy as ERA just continues to plummet 
in the best of ways. Miami now 24 and 30. The Nationals are 21 and 37. Game three of this series before a long road trip comes your way tonight at 6:40 when Trevor Rogers goes opposite of the right-hander Steven Strasburg. It's a 6:40 first pitch, which means we're on the air at 6:10 with Marlins on deck. And as always, we hope you'll find some time to join us on the Marlins Radio Network, driven by AutoNation.